Hello and welcome back to the Politics Unboxed podcast. My name is Reese, and today it is another episode of the coronavirus updates section. Um, today we're going to be having a look at the press conference. Uh, this could well be a, a shorter podcast uh, than 15 minutes. I know I say that an awful lot nowadays, but this really, really could be. Uh, we're going to be looking at the, uh, well, the government's press conference. The questions that came after it from, well, from the journalists. Uh, we'll look at what may be included in the the Queen's address, and then we're going to have a look at some global headlines. So, to kick off, the UK's death toll today has unfortunately risen by 621 to a new high of um, 4,934. Um, the latest figures show this is. Um, again, another large increase. It's not quite as large as it was yesterday. But that's no reason to think we are anywhere near the peak again. Our chief scientific and medical officers estimating the peak is going to be around next weekend, uh, possibly a little bit after that. We're not quite certain, but that's what they think it's going to be. Um, of course, it's good that it hasn't risen, uh, but it's not necessarily uh, the the sign that we were all we're all been looking for. Um, Today's press conference was uh, given by the Health Secretary, Matt Hancock, and also Dr Jenny Harries, the, uh, I believe she's the Deputy Chief Medical Officer, so just briefly forgotten her role there. Um, but it was fairly, well, it wasn't too much new, let's put it that way. It was more uh, reaffirming previous government policies, um, Matt Hancock was, well, Matt Hancock didn't really announce too many new policy, or in fact didn't announce any real new policies, uh, just doubling down on his uh, comments that the rules are for everyone. This in the face of some more people coming out uh, to enjoy the nice weather. Um, well, I've had quite a few people who've seemed to be uh, breaking the government restrictions over the last weekend, which is not what you want to be seeing. And of course, a very prominent example, Scotland's chief medical officer, Dr Catherine Calderwood, travelled to her second home, um, completely breaking her own advice. Um, Dr Calderwood is now facing calls to resign after travelling uh, to her second home, that's in Fife. Uh, up in Scotland, um, she's been there for the past two weekends, I think, and the police actually came round to her house to issue an official warning to her. Um, she's been facing calls to resign. Nicola Sturgeon says at the moment she will not be resigning. She feels that um, Mrs Calderwood uh, is best suited in her position uh, right now to serve Scotland, to serve United Kingdom. Um, Matt Hancock was asked a question about, sorry, Doctor, not Mrs Calderwood, um, but he said this is a matter for the Scottish Government and that these rules are for everyone. Um, Matt Hancock also saying that you cannot be sure who has the virus. I think it's not yet clear um, whether people develop immunity after the coronavirus. Um, for that reason, even if you have had it or think you've had it, uh, those distancing rules are in place still for you. The virus can be spread in all sorts of different ways. Uh, he says uh, respiration and touching objects, uh, which someone else goes on to touch, 
and that you cannot be sure who has had it, especially before they develop symptoms. So um, he's saying the only way really of, of flattening this curve is reducing the social contact, and um, well, that would mean that social distancing has to be in place for all. Um, they also don't want to be, quote, lifting the lid too early. And that was from Dr. Harry's. Uh, identifying the virus, testing for immunity would be a very important part. Uh, and that maybe restrictions could be reassessed if an area was identified where a number of people were immune. But they don't want to, again, I've used the metaphor of taking your foot off the accelerator as you're trying to drive up a hill. Um, this is not what they want to see happening. They don't want to see a second spike, which would, as they, uh, as the chief deputy CMO, sorry, Jenny Harry says, they'll waste the effort we've put in. Um, regarding personal protection equipment or PPE, Dr. Jenny Harry's uh, was also saying there's a slightly different prevalence of disease now, and they've adapted their PPE guidelines to meet that. Um, and now they are seeing that these pieces of guidance on PPE, the wider distribution of that, uh, they could well be making some good headway in um, assigning and distributing this PPE because, as she recognised, the whole world wants PPE. And it's really important uh, to use it appropriately and judiciously, but not to waste it. Um, Matt Hancock uh, was also asked about the possibility of further restrictions uh, he mentioned on the Andrew Marr show that exercise outside the home could be banned if people ignore their social distancing rules. But at the moment, Matt Hancock says they're not planning any changes to those rules imminently. Uh, very keen to say that uh, the current rules should be followed, um, but there are no changes imminently. That keyword imminently. So there could still be some further down the line, but they're not planning on right now. Um, as well as that, Dr. Harry said it has to balance physical and mental health needs. So whether there would be a complete ban on out exercise outside the home, not too sure. Um, some other things that Matt Hancock said in that uh, in that press conference said that um, there are now more than two thousand spare critical care beds for the NHS in England. A little bit more headroom at the top of the NHS capacity. Um, there is now also a new NHS status checker tool which can be used to check against coronavirus symptoms. Um, Matt Hancock was urging people who have any coronavirus symptoms to use that status checker tool. Um, it will probably be used in a, in a database to try and um, create the best government response and it will also be a good way of monitoring uh, people's symptoms personally if they want to get on and track their own symptoms. So that is all that really has has happened so far in the press conference. Slightly slightly harsher turn, uh, tones towards the government. Um, right now we're seeing um, these questions sharpening. Um, it would be expected to see that. Uh, obviously there is a time lag between the lockdown procedures being put in place and any effects that they have. So this is really the time the government has to ride out to hope that their their plans are working. Um, but again, the mood seems to be slightly turning against the government, both from the opposition, so Keir Starmer, whilst open uh, to, well, open to working with the government, has actually now said uh, that they have made severe failings in their actions against coronavirus. 
and now some more of the media turning their questions more onto the government rather than just um, looking to work with them now seeing uh, potential holes in the strategy. Um, it's interesting to see how the, the coverage of this will now be shaped over the next few days if this response is seen to be working or if it's seen to be failing. Um, obviously we all hope and wish that it will be successful because otherwise the consequences are far worse. Um, something that is happening tonight at 8 o'clock, so in a in a couple of hours now, the Queen will be making a broadcast. She has already recorded it in a room with one cameraman decked out in full uh, personal protective equipment, um, full quarantine gear. Um, it is an address to the nation. The Queen will be making her um, an address to the nation for only the fourth uh, time of national emergency in her in her reign. The others were, I believe, the, the first Gulf War the death of the Queen Mother and the funeral of Princess Diana. Um, this one was at the request of the UK government and we know the statement has been worked on in heavy conjunction with um, Boris Johnson and his government's team uh, but it will look to thank NHS staff and key workers and it's hoped to bring the country together in a, in a time of need. Uh, these rural statements uh, used as unifying forces, something around which the whole country can unite, uh, apolitical, um, no point scoring is going to be going on, it's going to be about unity, uh, it's going to be about sticking together, it's going to be really about pushing on and seeing off this virus. Right, some quick time now to go around and have a look at the rest of the world. Um, in the United States, which is still definitely the epicentre of this virus, we have more than 312 confirmed cases. That's the highest of any country. Donald Trump still telling Americans to prepare for the toughest week, coming up with a lot of death. But some good news coming out of New York State. Their daily death rate has fallen. Um, uh, sorry, their, their daily new case rate has fallen. Um, they have seen 594 deaths um, over the last 24 hours. Uh, their now total death rate is 4,159. But um, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, in his daily press conference, which was in the last couple of hours, um, has said that they are now reaching um, an apex on their graph. Mr. Cuomo has referred to it as the Battle of the Mountaintop, but we can now start to wonder if New York State is reaching its peak of the virus. Um, now, it would be foolish to, to say that for certain yet, but what we do know from uh, Governor Cuomo, the daily numbers of deaths and of people requiring hospital treatment due to coronavirus has been dropping for the first time in the past few days. Um, also, some positive news from New York, 74% of people requiring hospital admission have now been discharged. Um, he does counsel for caution, as I said, it's too early to know if it is the apex, but um, this, this could be some very, very good news for New York State. Um, to turn now to the rest of Europe... Um, looking now at Spain, which has seen another decline in daily deaths. 
in what could be another sign of some very positive news for this country. It's been well, it's been very hard hit by the coronavirus. Their daily deaths now down of a hun- down by one hundred and thirty five. This can only be positive for Spain. We just have to hope that this is a real sign of this downturn. Now it's keeping on going and it will keep on declining so that well, so that they can finally again see off and see the back of this virus, which has been devastating to parts of Spain. Um, and they've seen some a real fast pandemic rather than uh, potentially a slower pandemic that you could have seen had measures been in place earlier or had the measures been more effective. Uh, also in Europe, Italy has seen its lowest uh, its lowest daily death rate in two weeks. Just 525 people have died in the previous 24 hours, um, according to the head of Italy's civil protection. That is their low, lowest daily figure since March the 19th. It has also seen a drop in the number of people in hospital and requiring intensive care. So this looks like, as uh, I say tentatively, looks like as long as everything else continues on this path, that this will be a downwards trend for Italy, which of course will be beneficial. Slightly worryingly, in um, in Singapore, they've seen a sharp spike in their uh, number of cases and there are now quarantines going on of foreign workers from the government. Um, worldwide figures, the cases have now passed 1.2 million, uh, at least 65,000 people have died, but 252,000 people, so over a quarter of a million people, have recovered from COVID-19. So there are things that can be done. Just before I finish, something that I actually missed from the UK Daily Press Conference today uh, Matt Hancock saying that there are now uh, 9,000 uh, ventilators, 9,000 uh, ventilators, more than 9,000, sorry, uh, available for the National Health Service um, due to these corporate partnerships that the government have enacted. Um, and he expects that there will now be the target of 18,000 ventilators met um, in the next week or so. Uh, but the key goal now is to keep all of the critical uh, to keep the number of critical care beds um, above the demand for them. Right, that is all the time we have for today on the Politics Unbox podcast. I thank you very much for listening. Um, stay safe, and I hope to see you around again soon for the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye.